In a world where technology and marketing collide, two heroes rise to help make sense of it all, one podcast at a time. Welcome to Mo and Joe's Epic Tech Talks. It's day two at Mobile World Congress 2018, and it's the Mo and Joe Epic Tech Talks Day Two Edition. And we are so lucky to have Sophia Lloyd. (laughs) What's your title, Sophia? Science writer. Science writer. That's an awesome title. That is a very awesome title for the Graphene flagship. Um, And we are thankful that you took the time out. You've been really busy. I mean, I've been doing tours all day, and she's the one that's been standing up and talking. That's a lot of steps. We talked about that earlier. And you know what's amazing is she can go through almost the entire booth in 10 minutes or less. How many steps is that? Uh, I think she's doing like 15,000 a day right now. Wow, that's a lot of circles. Right? (laughs) She can walk circles around me, literally. Literally, well... Especially when it has to do with graphene. Exactly. Graphene. And that's why we're here, because we saw the graphene booth... In San Francisco. In San Francisco, right. Which blew our mind. Blew Literally our blew our mind. Yes. I'm still picking up pieces. Right. And we was, it was just amazing. Yeah. And so ever since then, we were like, what is, what's going on? And so you were kind enough to spend time with us today. And so we thought we'd just ask a few questions. I mean, first of all, uh, let's talk about how um, this is different from last, the last time we saw you. I think San Francisco was the, the last time. So, Yeah. Um, I wasn't there in San Francisco. You were in San Francisco. Yeah, so I think we, we um, our presence in San Francisco was a little bit smaller. Yeah. I can't tell you what we actually showed because I wasn't there, but yeah. I'm sure it was more there was like no amazing racing car. stuff. Yeah. There's no racing car. But the it was booth similar. Was, the booth was, was similar. not quite the same yeah. size. I mean, it's definitely a bigger booth. Well, I think maybe... I think, so, um, Manny, you're pretty close to Graphene. Yeah. I mean, you've been exposed to it. I think for most of our audience, I know we've talked about Graphene before, but it might be good maybe if you could explain... To us, what again? Because she's been doing it all day. All day. So you're practiced. What is graphene? (laughs) Sure. Okay. Well, graphene is a single atom thick layer of carbon. So it's the first two-dimensional material. Um, It was uh, isolated in 2004 at the University of Manchester, and since then, people have been discovering amazing things to do with it. So the reason it's interesting is because it is super strong, super flexible. Uh, has super great uh, electronic properties. Um, and so, yeah, people are really interested in, in what you can do with those and how you can make new technologies with graphene. I mean, it's really interesting when you think about it, the fact that when's the last time that we uh, either found or identified or formulated like a new structure like this? I mean, something from which we can build or deploy into all sorts of different devices into the future. I mean, really, it's, I mean, I wouldn't go so far. It's a... It's a a compound that you can then manipulate to become graphene. So it was, help us out. Like, how how was graphene, what is it? Like, how did they discover it? How did you discover it? Well, I mean, there's there's graphene in every pencil, right? That's that's what we, we tell people, because it's made of graphite. graphite. So graphite... Oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah, see, <laughs> graphite. I think this is where we are with our listeners. You have to remember the regular IQ of our uh, listeners. Right. It's very similar to mine, and that's extremely low, so right. you see. Right. Yes, okay. Okay, go yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, that's right. So, um, yeah, so, so, so graphite, like what's in pencils, is made up of 
many, many, many layers of graphene. So graphene is really just peeling those off one by one. It's getting a single two-dimensional layer of, of carbon, and it is just purely atomic carbon. Okay. So I think one of the challenges I was reading about is just the harvesting and the mass commercialization of the material. I think that's that's a lot of the work that's being done right now. Is that, is that true? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, um, we've got a lot of really exciting ideas for new technologies, particularly new electronics technologies. Uh, um, one of the bottlenecks recently has been production. How do you actually get this stuff into electronic devices? Uh, and now partners in the graphene flagship, such as Graphenea, who are here today, um, they are solving this and they're actually managing to get graphene onto silicon wafers that you can then use to build uh, your fancy electronic devices for Internet of Things, for um, biomedical technologies, anything you can think of really. That's amazing. And right. I, I think one of the things that's been helpful is um, in the booth here today you have uh, right in the center of the booth, very large scale, uh, the Graphene flagship has put together what is really almost like a project plan, so your roadmap, if you will, showing um, before 2023, 23 to 20, to, excuse me, 2028, and then after 2028. And across that, you're showing the different verticals in which graphene can really make a difference, everything from energy to datacom to electronics, sensors and imaging, biomedical technologies. And I think, for me, I mean, that's been the most fascinating thing is truly um, it can impact really anything that we produce and verticals that have um, a real potential to make the world cleaner, to make it safer, uh, to help healthcare. And so there's a real, I think, human interest story in what we can do with this. Isn't that, isn't that the case? Yeah, so this is a really fundamental part of the, why the graphing flagship was set up to really uh, exploit the possibilities that, that graphene has and use it to, to make technologies that will make people's lives better, uh, whether that's making them easier or, or just um, cleaner and more sustainable. Right. You know what I was wondering? I mean, we, we look at, uh, there's a huge investment by the EU in this. And, you know, Joe and I were, like, wondering why the United States probably hasn't had a quick uptake. I mean, we do things like drive through McDonald's. I mean, that's one of our big things, right? Yeah, we have drive through McDonald's. Yet we don't really focus on things like graphene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think we invented it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are inventing things of the future. We're inventing drive throughs that That's where our that's where our priorities are. But would you say that uh, we invented Donald Trump? So, I mean, oh, dear God. Do you need to bring that up? I did. Well, we're in Europe. I'm safe. That's right. Yeah, you are safe. In fact, they'll pat you on the back here. <laughs> but I think um, when you when you look at uh, the type of people, uh, do you get commercial investment that comes into this, or it's really just the government sponsorship that's helping support this? Um, so, yeah, for the graphene flagship, um, the funding comes from the government body, so it comes from the European Commission and it comes from local governments. But we have many, many companies uh, involved in the graphene flagship um, who are benefiting and also putting into uh, the research that, that comes on here. So for example, at our stand today, we have um, Ericsson and Nokia have been involved in the development of some of our prototypes. Um, and they are obviously huge, huge companies who are really um, want to be a part of the research and be there first when graphene delivers its, its promises. Right. Yeah, would you say that there's competition? I mean, I know that we just made fun of the U.S. for being so slow on the uptake. I mean, they're probably focusing on, like, the next, you know, 
popcorn that makes itself in the in the microwave right. kind of thing. Yeah. But I think what I, what I wonder is company, uh, companies, countries like China, you know, they're very competitive. Korea, are they? Do you have contingencies there that you work with, or is that kind of a separate? I mean, research is always competitive, right? There's always yeah. you're always trying to trying to do the something better or do it first. Um, but the graphene flagship is is really strong on collaboration both within Europe and also outside of Europe. So we have uh, partners and groups that we work with in the in the US, uh, in China, in Korea, in Japan. So we're really trying to uh, make sure that these become worldwide technologies and, and working with the right people for that. I see. Um, so we, we looked at a bunch of different technologies today. Like as I followed you around the booth every day, past few days. Um, what would you say is the the, the fastest uh, uh, that's the fastest being developed the fastest? Like it has the most maturity out of all of these? That's a good question. Um, I think currently the most mature that's on our stand at the moment is the data communications thing. Mm -hmm. So we have a. Um, fully graphene-integrated data link there that can uh, transmit and receive data at 25 gigabits per second. Now, that's meeting the state of the art. Right. Um, so so that's that's there. That's that's ready. That's now being uh, scaled up, and, and we're working to, to commercialize that for, for 5G internet. Um, and then there are some things that we showed last year um, that are already in production. Actually, in the Graphene Knowledge Center, we have a uh, optical sensor for spectroscopy um, and uh, optical sensing um, that is already available on the market. Um, that's developed by our uh, partners in Barion. Um, and we showed last year a, a graphene-based helmet that's already on the market. There are graphene shoes over there that you can buy. <laughs> yeah, those sneakers are, uh, are dope. Those, yeah. yeah, super thin layer. At uh, the can bottom. I get those now? Because I really love those. Those well, are pretty awesome. For, like you know, you overpronate. Right. And it shows you. Hey, that's kind of personal. <laughs> I, well, you're a pronate. You overpronate yourself. You, well, maybe you underpronate. <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, that is live and working. We actually saw that demo earlier, didn't we? Right. And and for the people that uh, at home, I guess. Um, basically, it's a really thin layer. It's a thin layer you put in the bottom of the shoe. Yeah. And effectively, it's got the sensors on it that can report back to you exactly how you're over or underpronating or where the pressure is that you're putting on the shoe, and it doesn't really add any depth to the sole. It's basically uh, that thin. So that's a practical example I think that people can understand. Yeah. Right. But there's further stuff, uh, excuse me, further out examples. One of my favorite to think about is drug delivery. Because, of course, that's like people, as soon as you say there's a new drug or there's an opportunity to cure this or an opportunity to cure that or an opportunity to deliver medicine differently, people get excited. And um, it happens to be on your roadmap for further out. But if you think about super strong, super thin, which are the properties of graphene or the benefits of it, I suppose, um, we hear a lot about molecular level uh, medicine that may be coming in the future or personalized medicine. So is the idea as we look further out that graphene can help develop those types of drugs to deliver that personalized medicine at the cellular level, I suppose? Yeah, so the idea with the, the graphene uh, for drug delivery is not the case that the graphene itself would be the medicine. Right, it would right, be right. more that it's the, the delivery, delivery vehicle. Mechanism. Yeah, right. yeah. So graphene, uh, one of the benefits of graphene is that it's 
completely carbon, um, so it doesn't contain any sort of really like harmful. So you can stuff. eat it. You, you yeah. You can put it on What's popcorn. Ideally, like? you can eat it. Right. <laughs> a graphene sandwich. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I've it tried it. it. Mustard or just mayo? Did Sunday you see Oreo. recently they put graphene on toast? I read about that. <laughs> what does yes. that do? I don't know. Oh, uh, they, they they just made graphene layers on the surface of toast. They don't. They're, they're, Did somebody eat it? You could like you could etch it like a figurine on it or something. Like I you could customize a, your toast. I, I think there's something going on at the, uh, the the in the commission that they're not telling us about. People. Hey, are that wasn't us. <laughs> People are eating graphene toast. Right. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> please continue. <laughs> Talk about something smart, please. The, I beg you. Read that article about water filtration. Yeah, that was very cool. That was in the news. Yes. So is that something part of the, the, the work that you're doing here? That yeah, something? yeah, yeah. So we have a uh, demo on, on here showing the, the, the idea behind the water filtration. Um, and with that, the idea is to, because graphene is super thin, uh, and I mean, it's really, it's impermeable to, to water under normal conditions. So the idea is that you can make tiny, tiny, tiny holes the size of a, a water molecule mm -hmm. so that only water can go through uh, and, and nothing else. So you can stop all uh, ions like uh, salts so you can get you know, drinking water from seawater. Um, you can also uh, make the holes small enough so that like viruses don't get through and you can try and purify water uh, from contaminants and uh, pesticides and things like that. So it it simplifies what is right now a rather laborious process. Yeah. Yes. The idea is that one day we'll, we'll be able to have um, full-scale uh, graphene membranes that can make enough drinking water uh, to... to yeah, well, it's important because the drinking, the water thing is going to be a big deal in the future. It already is. I mean, right. just a lack of... One of the things... Lack that, of clean water or access to it. Well, let's talk about... Can we talk about the problems? Because we don't want to be all, like... You're going to bring everyone down now. <laughs> we, we had, like, this super cool technology. No, I did. We did. I know. And now you're going to talk about how the world's going to crap. No, no, no. I, what I was going to ask was, what do you think... What do you think holds it back? I mean, that seems like something that's just so basic. And because it's, you know, it can be created into a material, it seems like, well, we could start using that to purify water faster. Right now, like, what do you need or what do, does the commission need or all of the companies that are beginning to invest and um, experiment with graphene, what do they need to accelerate it or have it adopted um, in a more mass way? Um, I think, yeah, mass is really the, the key word here. So um, there's a lot of technologies here that have been demonstrated in the lab. So you've got the proof of principle, but it's really about the, the scale up. Yeah. Uh, so not only the production of graphene that we talked about a little bit earlier on, but also um, the, the scale up of the individual technologies. You can't just immediately translate something that works in the lab into something that works uh, in, in millions of, of uh, devices. Um, worldwide. You have to go through the stage of uh, actually developing your prototypes where, that they fit with um, normal uh, fabrication and, and production techniques. So that's something that we're, that we're working on and we've got a lot of big companies within the flagship who are really pushing for that uh, at all stages of the process. Okay. Well, I think um, I don't want to monopolize our time. No, it was good. And I appreciate it. And, I, you know, we've kept you long enough. We went way over, which was awesome. Um, yeah, if, if, if our <laughs> listeners want to learn more about graphene, is there any, like, place you would point them to to go? Or? Yeah, our website, um, 
graphene-flagship.eu. We've okay. got a lot of uh, information um, on the website mm -hmm. about graphene, uh, what's been done, um, what's going to be done in the future, and I write a lot of the news pieces. So. Awesome. Should the science writer? Because I'm the science writer. What a great. Well, that, that's what science writers do. Is they write like, about science. I would like to Joe. work with a science writer on the show as opposed to a hack. Well, I feel like then you'd have no show because I do all the production. And so. you, you would have no co-host. That's right. I, throw my, I could get a better co-host so, any time of the week. Like you could just like throw a dart. There, I bet you Safai would be a better co-host than you. Well, there's no question about Clearly, it. Clearly. So, yeah. okay. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with yes. us. We're gonna have some graffiti toast. Yes. Those are some graffiti toast. We'll have that for breakfast. Yeah, too. for breakfast, lunch, okay. and dinner with avocado would be nice. Okay. Thank you so much. In God's emotion. On the train, couple hands and damn slow poke. Got to get to my job, cause I can't stop getting.